Hello, Seventh-day Ascendant children, to the Indigo children. The unofficial tool podcast is destipated that goes elbow deep, overthinking, and analyzing tool songs. This one is going to start out with Disgustipated, the 69th track on their album Undertow. Keep in mind that this podcast is unofficial, that uh, these are my opinions and will involve some speculation with a large hooker with a penis serving of facts. I did research and I'll put the links in the description. At least I will attempt to keep my artist brain on one theme at a time. Tool are the masteries of mysterious music, imagery, and hiding references to the occult, or hidden knowledge. In their music, their liner notes, the album covers, the videos, you name it. Uh, interviews, they will mislead and say things just for the humor of it, which is basically what I'm doing in the, in the trolling comments. Tool is a cavern of treasures which no one has been to. Welcome to the Discuss Debated Podcast. Please like, subscribe, just brush up gently, sensually even, against the like button and the subscription. Because, well, I'll be covering some interesting themes. Problem 8, Problem 8, next month. This podcast comes out the seventh day of every month. Seven being the theme of Fear and Oculum. Now here's Tom with the weather. Tom? Thanks, Jeff. Well, picture this, if you will. As you can see, there's a cold front moving in here. The blue indicates blue balls, actually. But it's really cold moving through here, about six inches that way. It's going to be moving this way. Maybe come back a little bit. And then it's going to go forward a few more times. And uh, as you can see here, well, it's a dick. It's, it's a dick. Phoebe, Widow, hi pigs. Fitting as there's animal sounds and disgustipated, right? Wee wee wee. Kitty pigs, Widow, Phoebe. All right, thanks, Tom. Now we're gonna get into the thick of it. Disgustipated. There's 69 tracks before the song. This song is the original Chocolate Chip Trip. This is basically Danny, Carrie, and a percussive song with, you know, Maynard and and crew involved in the destruction of these pianos that were made to make this song. Life feeds on life. Life feeds on life. And death is necessary to provide for life. Tool itself is open to interpretation, not just the songs but the name of the band. Even the name Tool is a reference to the phrase, and I'm paraphrasing, you can use a hammer to build or destroy. It's a tool. I choose to believe it's a tool for growth. Lateralis and the theme of all their albums. Moving from one period of life into adulthood and changing your beliefs throughout it growing, spiraling out. Now with this song, Tool created a song out of destroying an instrument. That in itself is like life feeding on life in that it creates and destroys simultaneously. And this is necessary to create a song, to create this song 
they needed to destroy the instrument. Now this, I think, is genius for one, um, for the theme itself, and two, because, well, they're, they're, they're destroying a classical piano and they're making something progressive. They're making classical music, but with today's technology. And Sylvia Massey is a, is a genius. She thinks outside of the box. And that has inspired me to experiment with recording techniques that are not too common. I mean, I'm not going as crazy as she is with the light, with the potato or the light bulb where the sound travels through that thing first and it creates a natural distortion. But I have um, taken a metal box that, that I, I bought. Okay, so the story is I bought my daughter a Frozen watch. The theme of the movie, Frozen. But it came in a metal box. And I took this metal box and I put a microphone inside of it. And I'll go into that microphone later. But I'll just say it's, it's like a... You, it's what a woman will use to hear a baby inside of her uterus. You put that on there and it senses... It's like a piezo pickup, essentially. But so I've, I've recorded a bass that's on my song, Musings Industrial. Um, but it created a really crazy bass tone. And then I took and I'd scrape metal uh, brushes against it, like what you'd use to clean a uh, guitar with, or um, just a wire brush that you would use to clean your grill with. It was it was fun. Anyway, that's, that's my foray into that. I think there's other things, but I forget some of them. And one of them is on the uh, cover of Iris I did. I used it the same baby microphone to record the banjo part that my singer BJ did. The term disgustipated was originally coined in a Popeye comic book. You remember Popeye? Ugh, 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 ugh. Well, that guy... And in this comic book, it was used to describe a feeling of exasperation and disgust with the situation involving olive oil. And since the situation was obviously solved by eating a can of spinach, you could assume that Disgustipated was a commentary on veganism. But I, I really don't think so. I think that Tool is much more vague than that. They state the idea and let you lean whichever way you want to lean, and that's... That's partially Joseph Campbell-esque, where they create, they create human archetypes. Uh, you could be one of several different personality types, and that's defined, that's defined by how you align your moral compass and what you are likely to choose and what you focus on the most in life. And also, as you move through life, you experience the same things that other humans have experienced before you such as the death of your father, um, coming to terms with childhood anger. Okay, real quick, guys, I just want to say, I just want to apologize for any weirdness, and, and I will get better at this. It's just very strange. And that's partially what inspired the glasses, and partially the theatrics of Tool, and partially because, well, it just looks fucking cool. Okay, now into the track. It starts out with percussion, obviously, um, and the bang of sheep. And then Reverend Maynard starts with his speech. His speech is, is partially describing fear. It's partially social change and how, how people that don't think for themselves, such as sheep, will follow 
the way it's leading rather than the way that it should go. The logical path or the path of thinking for themselves. But in a sense, everything works out, you know, I think anyway. Maybe I'm too positive for my own good and it's naive, but I think that it all works out. So Reverend Maynard and just the idea of the cultishness of Tool inspired the hashtag Seventh Day Ascendist. The Ascendist coming from the song Ascending, which was originally the title for Descending. It was Ascending, Descending. So maybe there was originally two parts. And they decided to make it one long song, which is so lovely. Seriously, though, I love Fear Inoculum. I think it's very meditative. In those songs, Maynard speaks so little that you can have your own thoughts and revelations rather than following the path of the narrator. So back to Reverend Maynard. He inspired not only the hashtag Seventh Day Ascendist, but also Amish Maynard, in a sense. Amish Maynard actually came from... He came from a picture that I did where my father took me, my brother, and eight of our friends. I guess it's counting him. So seven of our friends. We all went to a Tool concert across country in St. Louis. Now, we lived in, in Tennessee. And my father, as well as myself, we're from Texas. But, but my parents got divorced, and we moved to Tennessee. So my father drives 14 hours to, to come visit us. And one time, he took us all to a Tool concert in St. Louis, Missouri, on July 26th, 2010. And we took a big group picture of, I took different pictures of Maynard saved on my phone. I face swapped his face onto my friend's faces and mine and everybody in the picture. And the joke was, we love the Tool show so much that you could see it on all our faces. Anyway, so I posted that picture in my Tool group and Shoutouts to Dan Hovis, one of the admins in the tool group. He made a joke, much like the meme, that says, My therapist, Amish Maynard isn't real. He can't hurt you. Amish Maynard. So I took Amish Maynard and I ran with it. I created a profile for him and I used him as, as kind of a joke. Like, I can't tell if he's the gimp or if he is the prophet of the Seventh-day Ascendist. Or maybe he's both. Can't you be both? But the rules in Seventh-day Ascendus, there's one, don't fuck anybody but Amish Maynard, and two, go fuck yourself. Back to Reverend Maynard. His speech is poking fun at religion and fear-mongering. Sheep won't question, they'll just follow each other. They'll follow the person speaking in complex language, Reverend Maynard, and spooky language, to use the George Carlin term, spooky language his joke on the ten commandments is hilarious you got to look that up now if you're familiar with scientology and l ron hubbard l ronnie did some experiments measuring tomatoes for thetans he found positive and negative thetans and he said that he can cure them which reminds me of the water experiments where they froze water and they wrote different words on them some words like love and some words like hate and it changed the molecules into jagged shapes or more symmetrical, beautiful shapes. I don't know if these experiments were done well enough to be repeatable, and I've heard otherwise, actually. But it also reminds me of the Neil Gaiman show, Good Omens. Well, it was a book first, and the show did a pretty good job of recreating it. But there's a scene where the demon Crowley 
is talking to his plants very abusively. And that struck me as, one, hilarious, and two, one of the most evil things I've ever seen. Because, you know, if you talk to a plant, it grows and flourishes. At least that's what they say. I've never experimented with that. But apparently, plants like to be talked to. But he talks to them abusively and mean. And you can see them, like, shriveling away from him in fear. And it was the most hilarious thing to me. I loved the show just for that. And I don't think that part was in the book. But Crowley was famous. (laughs) Crowley was always doing, like slightly evil shit but it it would accumulate to something larger like jamming all the cell phone towers while he also creates a traffic jam and all the demons or diminishing his evil acts but crowley is a is a new age demon so anyway just check out that book by neil gaiman so reverend maynard uses the fear of damnation complex language religion and fear Spooky language to make the sheep believe that the carrots have a consciousness and feel pain despite not having a nervous system and to throw out logic to think of them as living beings despite not knowing otherwise. And they could they could actually be, and we may come to find that later, but there's no proof that they feel pain. Um, and that they're not here for our own consumption. Life feeding on life. This is necessary. But the phrase, damn you, let the rabbits wear glasses, is a complex statement because, well, it's, it's ludicrous. It's, it's just a funny image. But the deeper thought is that carrots enhance your vision, and rabbits not eating carrots at all would cause them to have bad vision. Not like mine. But the rabbits would then have to wear prescription glasses. And there's a rumor online that that Disgustipated was based on a children's book, which it may have been, but but I wasn't able to research all the children's books, and it would have to have likely been read to them as a child for it to inspire the song. And the only one that I really found that was named Let the Rabbits Wear Glasses or something similar, Rabbit Gets a Pair of Glasses, I think might have been the name. That one was published in 2015. What I think actually inspired the song was the sheep sounds, and indeed the whole song and lyrics may have been inspired by a tool show at the Scientology Celebrity Center in which between songs Maynard would bay like a sheep at the crowd, and projections of L. Ron Hubbard covered the stage. Uh, And I'll put a link in the description of the video to that video. And also all of the research that I've done, some of the quotes, and other things. But according to the Zeno, the Zenu Scientology website, this show only costs twelve fifty to attend. This epic show, this legendary once in a lifetime show, only costs twelve fifty. If only, if only tool shows. A Paul D'Amour interview in Meat magazine. Described the song as getting together three pianos and shotguns smashed with sledgehammers and recorded to a six-beat. The band has also been interviewed in many strange magazines, not just Meat, M-E-A-T magazine, about a song called Disgustipated, which could be interpreted as veganism or anti-veganism, because life feeds on life, and this is necessary, us eating animals, 
might not be necessary, but there's so much back and forth about that. And it's part of this song is social change where we suddenly believe a thing is wrong that we never did before and somebody is preaching about it and fear-mongering and causing thought. And thought isn't necessarily a bad thing, but the change can be hard to keep up with. Uh, other strange magazine appearances is Adam Jones in Pussy Magazine, I believe it was. Uh, I'll have to link that one too. I don't know if I could find that one again. It was before I started thinking to link them. And speaking of hammers, Paul Diamore brought up, Tool name itself could be open to interpretation, but in my belief, it refers to the old saying, a hammer can be used to build a house or destroy someone's home. A quote by Noam Chomsky. But the name Tool could also refer to the military phrase Tool, which is used as an insult, meaning a follower or someone used as a tool not thinking for themselves and being manipulated. To a man with a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Mark Twain. The accurate Mark Twain quote is, if the only tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. But there are many Mark Twain quotes or quotes attributed to Mark Twain and Albert Einstein that are not actually quotes. A quote by my favorite fictional author Orson Scott Card to a man with only a hammer a screw is a defective nail Orson Scott Card wrote Ender's Game and Speaker for the Dead which is my favorite of the series but it's really following one character throughout many periods of his life but he travels through space and time relativity causes him to not age as fast as everyone else so the world around him dies and he lives through it all and becomes a speaker for the dead Another quote, I suppose it is tempting if the only tool you have is a hammer to treat everything as if it were a nail. Abraham Maslow. The law of the instrument, Maslow's hammer, is a cognitive bias that involves an over-reliance on a familiar tool. Robert Cragen's corollary to Maslow's hammer, when you don't have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, which is more from the defeated perspective, more nihilistic, a defeated point of view which is cyclical in nature you get stuck in it but tool is about spiraling out and growth speaking of growth the final quote is you cannot dream yourself into a character you must hammer and forge yourself one james anthony frude if you follow tools career and discography from opiate to undertow to lateralis 10,000 days to fear inoculum which is more meditative and balanced. Fear is the parent of cruelty, starting with undertow and opiate with all of the rage and the, the battle to fight fear as you grow older. Because as they say, I think the phrase is, uh, there are no atheists in the foxhole. Which means when it, when it comes down to it, everybody chooses, most choose to believe most, if not all, people choose to believe in a higher power once it's come down to losing your life. Disgustipated ends with a white noise, sine wave, single tone, which turns to crickets and a phone message at the end. In the undertow liner notes, it's credited to Bill the Landlord. But if you know the history of how the guys in Tool met, and you know that Maynard James Keenan and Danny Carey we're both roommates of Bill Manspeaker from Green Jello. 
Danny even played the drums on the Serial Killer album by Green Jello, and Maynard actually featured on the chorus. You can hear him saying, Not by the hair on my chinny chin chin! Which I always assumed, before Maynard actually admitted that it was him, I had assumed that that was him, that the falsetto was Maynard, because, for one, I've got a good ear, I'm a musician, and two... You can hear his falsetto in the song Disgustipated where he makes animal noises like So with the theme of the final quote, you cannot dream yourself into a character. You must hammer and forge yourself into one. Quote by James Anthony Frude. Human improvement is from within outward. Follow Tool's discography and career and you'll see their growth through the lyrics, and through the music. We enter the world alone, and we leave this world alone. Disgustipated ends with a white noise, sine wave, single tone, which turns to crickets and a phone message at the end. In the undertow liner notes, it is credited to Bill the Landlord. If you know their history, you know that Bill the Landlord is likely Bill Manspeaker, because Danny and Manor James Keenan were both roommates at the Jello Loft with Bill Manspeaker. Charles Bill Manspeaker is the father of Green Jello, and in a way, the grandfather of Tool, because they both met through Bill. So the godfather of Tool admitted to recording this phone message. This is also not the only phone message on a Tool album. If you recall, between 46 and 2 and Hooker with a Penis, message to Harry Manback. Manback, Manspeaker. Is there a connection? I suppose we'll never know. Or will we? So Message to Harry Manback is attributed by members of the band to a friend of a friend of a friend who attended a party at the Jello Loft before anyone realized that no one knew him. Apparently they kicked him out of the party and he left this message on their phone machine. Answering machine? Whatever that thing used to be called. But I believe this to be a fictional story, much like lacrimology, the art of crying. Because he would have to consent to usage on the album and... How do you get the phone number being a stranger? Plus, they put on shows at the Jello Loft, which is likely to involve strangers. Question authority, even Tool, even the authorities on Tool. Question authority, think for yourself. Tool themselves mislead us. They put out a fake album track list for Lateralis, which, speaking of which, next episode revolves around Lateralis. It's a full return, a Saturn return. I'm going to go into Problem 8. If you know anything about Problem 8, it's the hidden tool song, quote-unquote, that I believe is hidden. I'll just go into that next month. On the 7th. 7th Day Ascendist. Okay, if you have any ideas for future themes for the show, let me know in the comments section. Remember to brush up against that like button. Sensually, just lightly. Even sexy, even breathe on it a little bit. Like and subscribe, like and subscribe. Next month on the 7th, 7th Day Ascendist, I'm going to go into Problem 8. And right here is blue paint. I'm going to go elbow deep into the blue. Maynard used to paint himself blue, Anima, if you know anything about it which likely you do because you're a Seventh-day Ascendist and you're here. But I'm going to paint my arm blue in honor of Stink Fist and Lateralis, 20th anniversary of Lateralis. 
Matter of fact, I'm going to show off some of my collection, my Lateralis collection, something from that collection anyway. I've got quite the extensive tool collection. But before we go into the next part, let's check in with Tom with the weather. Thanks, Jeff. And as I said, you can really see that I'm watching the weather change right here. About six inches that way, back this way, and right back that way. Probably with more force and speed. Back to you, Jeff. Thanks, Tom. That was riveting. Okay, for this month's tool collection segment. Revolver. 20th Anniversary Lateralis. Now, the first, first bookstore I went to was Books a Million in Franklin, Tennessee. This young lady that I talked to on the phone, she actually climbed into the back of the truck and looked for Revolver for me. Because I called and I asked if they had it in stock. I had already visited several times before that with no luck. But she went into the back and climbed into the truck looking for this tool magazine for me. Now, I had no luck getting that the one with tool on the cover, which I have my complaints about Revolver putting other bands besides tool in the 20th anniversary revolver lateralis feature the 20th anniversary feature of lateralis i have problems with that but let's just say well i visited other places and i found the lateralis 20th anniversary tool cover revolver at Barnes and Noble. Now let me say that Barnes and Noble can go suck my balls. Although I'm grateful for having gotten it there. But but more than that, Books a Million in Murfreesboro can go suck my balls. There were six people behind the register and I even offered five dollars to the first person to go back there and dig in the truck for me because they said they couldn't do it and I offered them $5. They said, oh, we can't take tips, which I was like, okay, yeah, I understand that. What about hugs? Hugs? Nobody wanted them. Six people back there and nobody could go dig for it for me, which, like I said, I'm very grateful to the girl that I talked to at the Franklin Books A Million because she was actually more than willing and she was happy that she found it for me i thought that was very nice thanks books a million and franklin i actually bought a membership there which i don't usually do but either way i saved a lot of money there on things for the kids and by the way this isn't a books a million plug i'm just very grateful for when people go the extra mile to make sure that i get the thing i'm looking for now to the part where i'm disgustipated Yes, that's right. I'm going to try to do a Disgustipated segment where I'm going to go into this week's Disgustipation because, well, I'm Disgustipated by the forced scarcity. Forced scarcity. Just to drive up the prices of things that we see so much in the world today. Now, I don't know if you see it, but I have an artist brain. Check out Echoes of Iris. We've done all the music for this, and I'm a guitar player, and I write songs. Echoes of Iris. Anyway, artist brain. I just draw, I see patterns. I see patterns and things that don't even have patterns. And sometimes I consider the fact 
that maybe there's so much information traveling in the world nowadays. There's more information than ever before being thought and created, which would lead to more synchronicities and more things overlapping because I do believe that it's possible that we live in a simulation. I don't know that to be fact. I'm stuck in the middle somewhere. But just like tools, so much of life is an open to experience and interpretation. Tools, lyrics, changes over time for me. And let me just say that my only, let me just say that my only real experience with tool is that I listened to him in a factory for 50, 15 years of my life. This is my only real qualification to speak on tool is that I literally listened to it for 15 years in a factory doing monotonous work. I would listen to Tool constantly and think about it. And that's where I made the connection that Disgustipated was created by destroying something. And the life feeds on life and destruction. And that's really what started making me think deeper about Tool. And the other thing, and another thing that I realized was the deepness of the song Prison Sex, which is... The third episode, I'm going to go into that. But remember, next month is Problem 8, and I'm going to do my very best to collect all the research. I've already come across a lot of it, and there's some interesting things out there about this Hidden Tool song, which they could just be fucking with us because that's Tool, and they lead us they lead us to believe things that might not be true because they're trolls. And by the way, speaking of trolls, I just want to say one more segment idea. And I'm going to need you guys' feedback on this. So let me know in the comments. But it's a comments thing. So I make references to Tool as Disgustipated. So if you see Disgustipated podcast comments, usually it's going to be trolling. It's going to be Tool lyrics. It's going to be references to something. And most of the time it's jokes because honestly, it's hilarious to me. My dad, my dad was a Tool dad. If you read the hashtags, you'll find all kinds of jokes in there as well. Even Amish Maynard himself is a joke. But my dad was a tool dad, and he was hilarious. And I'm trying to channel his humor through this because that's that's one of the gifts that he gave me was, well, fucking striking good looks and humor. And he encouraged me musically. He bought me guitars. He encouraged me musically. He would attend my shows. But either way, some of this is a tribute to my dad. Rest in peace. I love you guys. Thanks for all the love on the seventh day ascendist hashtag. Please use it more. Let's try to replace Tooligans. That one's kind of clever too, but it, it really is kind of dorky sounding, don't you think? I like tool tards. Again, check the hashtags. You'll find tool tards. You'll find Seventh Day Ascendus. You'll find just jokes based on the picture. Amish Maynard. Show him some love. Show him some hate. He likes all the attention. He's actually, uh, he's almost as much gimp as he is profit. Again, thank you guys. Like and subscribe. Disgustipated Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm out.
Yeah!